I'm back with a brand new series called Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits. Check out Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits on Lifetime every Thursday night. Check your local listings. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Teresa Caputo. You might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. My job is to help spirit communicate to their loved ones here in the physical world that they are safe and at peace and that there is more to life than this. This podcast gives me the opportunity to share my gift with more people than ever before and to give all of you a better understanding of how I communicate with spirit. It can be really hard to watch a parent age or get sick, especially if you are responsible for taking care of them. But finding those little moments of quality time together can really mean the world and show them how much you care. My guests today, Tisha and Paul, are grieving the loss of Tisha's father after a long battle with illness. But they'll cherish the time they got to spend with him forever. I'm Tisha. I'm from Kitchener, Ontario. And I'm your husband, Paul. I was hoping to connect with my dad, and my hope was that he would be able to put my mind at ease about the feelings I was having about everything that had been going on before he had passed and after. My dad was, he was a salesman for his whole life. He had a really dry personality that um, he's well known for. So he's very he had an interesting personality and a lot of his friends and people that knew him really well always comment on that kind of thing he was a smoker also for most of his life his adult life and he ended up getting emphysema and he had that for probably 20 years and then they found a, a, a spot on his lung during uh, an x-ray and it ended up a few years later that they found it was growing. So they had to do a biopsy and that's how they found out uh, that he was, he had cancer uh, in his lung. And they gave him about nine to 12 months to live with treatment. And he was diagnosed in 
late December, and then he passed the following August. Oh, it's very busy on the other side. So um, I am going to start with the father figure that has departed. So how I feel the souls is I feel the bonds that you share with them or how you know them here in the physical world. So father for me could be father, father-in-law, and grandfather, sometimes even an uncle. I am going to say there are two father souls present and that they are stepping forward. So is My your, dad. Okay. And how yeah. do you connect with that, Paul, as well? Father-in-law. Okay. Uh, but do you have the grandfather that's on the other side as well? Yeah. Okay. I have two. Yeah. Only because I feel that they're all stepping forward. And then the reason why I asked you was because I felt an opposite side. So sometimes when spirit will take, stand on one side and then shift to the other, it just means uh, uh, the other side of the family. Okay. So know that okay. they're all present as well. Okay. Um, your dad, uh, Tisha, is laboring my breathing. <sighs> Um, so that's my symbol for that he passed from something of the chest, either heart, lungs, and or chest, or like a filling up. And yeah, he had uh, emphysema, and then he had lung cancer, which he ultimately passed from. And as I was feeling the shortnesses of the breath, and they're not going away, he says, this is the main thing that I want you to leave this reading with, is knowing and not remembering me trying and struggling to breathe. Okay. And, you know, it's so interesting. He, he looked at me and I, he had me look in his eyes and it's almost like, tell them that I'm okay and that I wasn't afraid. So I don't know if you, he, it's, and it's the way he made me feel when he showed me this. It's almost like he wanted me to look into his eyes. I felt like, he was suffering or like he was in pain or that he was scared, but yet I didn't feel it in my soul. Okay. So if, if that's what you thought or you witnessed, he says, I want you to realize, he says, I didn't know how to leave you. He says, I was more afraid of leaving you than actually dying. Does that make sense? Yep. It does. Yeah. Now, Paul, I would swear this was your dad. <laughs> But this is your father-in-law, you, you stated? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think what I love is that he's still making me feel that emotion of this is my son. Mm -hmm. And he says to the both of you, I want to thank you for taking care of me in the way that you did. You took care, of, and, and I mean this when, when I say you didn't have to do the things that you did for him. I know we say, well, he was my father, uh, of course, I, but in a, in, in a way of where uh, that would be a nurse or you took care of him in a way where he left the physical world having dignity and grace. And he wants to thank the both of you for that. Did you, ne you never left his side? That's how he's making me feel. You, he goes, you let them know that they never left my side. And I could physically see, Paul, you carrying him. So I don't know what that means. He was in a hospice um, at the last probably four days. And I stayed there while he was um, in the hospice. And I didn't leave very often. We were. And when you we left were. is when he died? That's right. He says, I couldn't let go with you there. I couldn't leave you with that image of me taking my last breath. Now I know why he made me concentrate so much on the breath and why mm -hmm. the breath was 
so important. Yeah. Yeah, the the nurse came in or wanted uh, wanted to give him a wipe down, like a, a cloth bath, and we we left the room. And uh, like a minute later, she came out and said, uh, "I think you better come back." And he was already gone. I'm going to say this, Paul. As you were saying, wanted to come in and give him a bath. He made me feel like he had already gone. The physical body might not have completely shut down, but his soul had already left because I could see you almost carrying his soul with you as you left the room. So know that your dad says you did not miss anything. You never left my side. I think it's so easy for us to go back and beat ourselves up for for things but when things like this happen when your father said they never left my side and then in the next breath telling me but they missed my departure they don't know how to let go and if you thought that you should have been there he said because you know there were times that you thought that i was going to die before correct correct for sure and you kind of begged me to come back right he said it was yeah. my time. Yeah. It was, yeah. We knew that he's the, he was the type of person that would want to go on his own terms. And even though that there wasn't much of, of control left for him, that was his moment, yeah. A thousand percent. And he validated that. Yeah. Did you pick him up or did you actually... Because he keeps making me, you know, I can't get rid of this emotion that he makes me feel of, I feel like someone is holding me and they like lift me up. So I don't know if when you went back into the room, if you hugged him or if you held him, whatever it is, it's different. I have a symbol when someone just holds a hand and they whisper in their ear or if they just lay their head on their loved one's chest. It was more of, I could feel someone wrapping their arms around me and I'm not afraid. We went back in the room and spent quite a bit of time with him after he had passed and held his hand. And but I could, um, I, I, this is important, Tisha, because he's making me feel like I felt so comforted. You know how you feel when someone gives you a hug? That mm-hmm. feeling of a, that's how your dad is making me feel. And it just mm-hmm. wasn't just you holding his hand. It was the love and what he felt from you. I told him that he was a really good dad. I think for for Neil, <clears throat> he was not at all the type of person to hug. So I think there was definitely moments just ahead uh, of us leaving the room that we both held his hand at the same time. And I think that's what you that's what you're seeing. I think for him, that would be equivalent of a hug because he was not the type of guy to take a hug at all. You're exactly right. It's the, the, this is the thing also. This is your experience. He's going to bring up the things that are, co- are going to comfort you with his departure and giving you that gift and knowing that you guys went above and be- beyond and exceeded any expectation that he ever would have had of you. He says, you say that I was the best dad. He said, it was such an honor and a privilege to be your father and to have you as my daughter. And, 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 and to, to you, Paul, the son that he never had. Now, even if you have a brother, it's acknowledging the bond that you shared with her father. It made me feel really 
important to him to have her say that because he wasn't somebody who (laughs) was extremely sentimental and we never had a conversation per se that was like a goodbye you meant the world to me kind of thing so for her to actually say that really it meant the world to me he was a very particular guy a very detail-oriented guy so a lot of the focus was not on the the emotional support maybe more the details and not really any huggy feely kind of stuff that just wasn't him so yeah it was it was good to hear that for sure was he big into books no okay magazines maybe Uh, okay well i i saw it like a stack and then i heard uh when when spirit refers to this poem i don't even know the poem it's just something that my great aunt her husband that he always talked about this poem gunder din i don't even know what it is but (laughs) it's a symbol of mine (laughs) it's my symbol for and sign for something that they always either read or referred to so i don't care maybe it was a particular magazine or particular article that he would always refer to Or, or, or a specific poem. I heard yes. So d- when spirit is so, I, I'm always, I always say I'm the first one to misinterpret something. But I never not like to say something because I don't have a meaning for it. Okay? Right. And I actually like when there is a reading and someone can't connect with something. And then like a day or two late, later, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that. Right? Or you come across a book or you come across something. It's like, oh my God, my dad used to say this all the time. This was something I remember from a child. Those are the moments that I love. Fair enough? Right. Yeah. So don't be surprised if, you, if you're going through things and you find something and just know that it's a validation that his soul is with you at that exact moment. Okay. I was actually thinking about it the other day and my dad always had this stack of magazines, car magazines that he would give to Paul. So every time he went to his house, he'd come home with this giant bag of like five pounds of these car magazines. So that kind of struck me after and I was thinking, well, maybe that that's where he was going with because I would always be like, did you really bring home more magazines? Yeah. It was like, crazy <laughs> so i'm a mechanic by trade but i've always been a car buff and um because he was a big car buff uh that was a connection that we shared but um like she said yeah i actually had totally forgotten about about Teresa mentioning that about the magazines but 100 that, that's the connection literally every time we saw them he'd hand me a shopping bag full of magazines that he had accumulated and knew that i would be interested in reading or he assumed I would. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, oh, cool. Um, so is there something that you're, I don't want to say, I'll use the word disappointed or upset with the way someone is handling something or. I was going to ask you if he was disappointed in the way I handle things. Absolutely not. That was the first thing he had me say, like that you went above and beyond. This is the thing that amazes me about spirit. It was one of the first things he said, you exceeded any expectation of taking care of me. You never left my side. When you were with me, I felt as if you were hugging me and holding me. He actually showed me like Paul carrying him around. And to say that it was an honor to be your dad. 
that when he got to heaven, he thanked God for allowing you to be his daughter. So everything was handled exactly the way that he would have wanted to because any decision you or Paul made connected to your father's care, you made it with, this is what dad would have wanted. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So there is no disappointment. I wrote, I wrote that down and I asked him to ask you to ask me that if he was disappointed because I think about it a lot. First thing he had me say to you, you didn't even have to ask the question. Your father said it, validating that your father hears you, knows everything that's going on, knowing how you're struggling. Is there a separation within the family? Yes. Okay. Know that your dad says, I know about the separation. I don't know if it got worse after he passed. Yes. Fair enough? Yes. How in the world would I know that? Yeah, right. He says, I'm going to say this because he goes like this and I, I see he, I see you stepping outside of the circle. Okay. That's my symbol for where spirit wants you to know that they support you in your choices and decisions, even on how you're handling this separation. Fair enough. Yep. Yes. Look, and I, I never want it to be that this is your dad saying you're right. Everyone else is 100% wrong or vice versa. This is is what he's just saying. Look, you have to honor and respect everyone's feelings. Yes. That's totally what you would say. And he says, and I am sorry. And it's not only Tisha, but you also, Paul, that that you were hurt. Yes. And that uh, that you were treated in that way (laughs) or spoken to in that way. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I felt it was complicated. Yeah, look, we don't even have to get into it. Attacked, violated, however it was, however you, you have every, no one can tell you how to feel. (laughs) You know, you have every right to feel the way that you feel. And your dad says, what I am so proud of you for is that you chose to step outside of the circle, remove yourself and say, I'm not doing this. You want to fight? You want to argue? You want to blame me? You wanted to go right ahead? I am not, I am not fighting back. I am not going to argue with you. You've heard yeah. me and that's it. We're done. Yeah. Fair? That's, that's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> I find it interesting how your dad chose to validate that without you even asking the question on, on how proud he is of you and could never be disappointed in you. I almost say, always be careful what you wish for, right? The young wrote this down, right? First thing you had me say. And how he chose to validate it with not only just a sign or a symbol, but to validate on what is going on and how he knows how you've been hurt. He says, so what I need you to do is kind of just release all of the emotions, all of the drama that went Mm -hmm. along with it. And he says, and I need you to kind of pack it up in a little box and visualize it and send it off. And every time you feel yourself getting sucked into that negative stuff, he says, I want you to just sit back, breathe, and visualize this and let it go. Not your feelings, not your emotions, more importantly, not your responsibility. And not the way that you feel. 
Right. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. We've had some family circumstances um, that have caused some some separation, and it, it weighed and still weighs heavy on me. But um, knowing that she said that he's aware of it, it's actually lifted quite a bit of that. Where it's it's that has nothing to do with me, and I realize that now. Um, that's other people's perceptions and, and things that are going on with them. So it, it's lightened that for me in the way that I can kind of look at it from a different perspective and continue forward. Cause I, I don't want to stay in that negative mind frame I need to heal and move forward from that kind of stuff. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all carry around different stressors. Some are big and some are small, right? But at the end of the day, when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You know, therapy just isn't for people who experience major trauma. Therapy, I find for myself, is great for learning positive coping skills and also how to set boundaries. And it has empowered me in the best way to be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HeySpirit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Hey Spirit. Teresa, just mm-hmm. since you, you started that last sequence of thoughts in through the bedroom window here was a large beam of sunshine. All of a sudden the sun came around just as you started that and was coming through the window. Yep, it's cool. A sign can be anything. The best things about signs is when they come from out of nowhere. We weren't expecting it, right? In this mm-hmm. moment, And what a better validation is the sign, the sun, of you noticing something that is unique, odd, or why would that happen, right? Right at that moment, validating that your dad's soul is present. What's with that painting behind you? 
Mm. Oh, Paul's aunt painted that. Uh, my aunt painted it. She's still with us, though. <laughs> that, but I, I, I felt like I, he was just drawing me to this painting and being like, "This mm. is, this is, this is." life like this is what life is about like this beautiful landscape right peaceful he did have a very similar one in his in his room but it wasn't that one but very similar so for him to acknowledge this is what life is about peaceful tranquility mm -hmm. nature right yeah your dad has made reference to god three times to me so sometimes when spirit does that and they don't show me anything else along with god it's my symbol for where they might not have had such a strong faith here in the physical world. Right. And we were kind of afraid, oh my God, what's going to happen to dad? He didn't really follow anything, didn't really, but he says, please tell my daughter again that when I met God, I thanked him for allowing her to be my daughter. <laughs> so was that something that you were concerned with, uh, Tisha, that he... Um, yeah, well, dad was raised in a religious household, but then as he became an adult, sort of, well, he got away from church. Um, so we were a little bit unsure about that aspect of it, and we had just laid his ashes to rest in August, and we were unsure about whether or not we were gonna get a minister to say a few words, because he didn't go to church. So just putting that together, we, it was a little, there was just a lot of uncertainty about the way to go about doing it. So we did have a minister come out to say a few words and we kept it very simple. And everybody that went said that they think that he would have approved of the way that we did it, even though he wasn't a religious man. Right. As you were talking, he goes, you know, a little, a little prayer can never hurt Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. Right? That's what I love on how spirit gives their little notes of to say, like, yep, yeah, that's what he would say. But yeah. I love how he did it. He showed me and, you know, again, didn't put the dots together in the beginning when I said that to you before, right? Yeah. Never would have thought, like, now I had, he had to say me, you know, I said God to you three times, Teresa, and you didn't mention God once. <laughs> I'm like, well, I did. You know, and he's like, nope, you got to mention it again. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> So, you know, and this is another thing, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, uh, especially during these times and just in life in general of, you know, as long as we have faith and we believe in something, as long as that's a start, just because we don't go to mass every Sunday doesn't mean that we don't believe in God or believe in an afterlife. I think what your dad is validating is not only did he love the way that he was laid to rest, but thanking you for that, and more importantly, that his soul has found a place with God. Your dad is also bringing forward a mother energy. So um, if it's not your mom, then it would have to be his mom. Yeah. His mom, yeah. She's passed. She's very doting. She's like pinching his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Ma, stop, stop. You know, like she's fixing his fix, she's fixing his clothes and making sure that he looks presentable. And he's like, <laughs> Like, let me be. I want to, like, be in my pajamas, you know? <laughs> Your father also just started jumping up and down, which is my symbol for that he can move freely on the other side. Um, okay. So, so if he That's, had... He had a really hard time walking towards 
well, probably the last 10 years. Wow. Um, he had rheumatoid arthritis in addition to the other things that were going wow. on. So at the very end, he had a really, really hard time walking. So no, yeah. by the, the jumping that from the moment the soul left the physical body, he left behind every and any disability and or ailment. He did not take it with them on the other side. Okay. And he can move freely on the other side. Do you connect with birds? Um, I don't know what kind of birds you have up um, in Ontario. Uh, can you connect with eagles or a big spanned winged bird? Because mm. sometimes spirit will just show me an eagle if they want to reference uh, that they're free. Okay. okay. Sometimes they'll say that like if they were restricted in a wheelchair or sometimes if someone struggled with um, emotions and if, um, you know, they, they took responsibility for their departure, they might acknowledge that they're free. The reason why I just said it again was because he had to be right birds twice you know i still doodle even though we're zooming <laughs> I, I still doodle um and i wrote bird like twice so i was like all right i so i'm just gonna say pay attention uh, to birds i don't care what kind of bird it is like don't be surprised if you notice like it just it's this big wingspan bird and it's just okay. validating his presence okay your dad just says i want the two of you to know that i have no regrets in my life cool he says, I lived life on my terms. Yeah. Yes, he did. He said, and he goes, don't get me wrong, Teresa. Could I have made a different choices here and there? He goes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he has like this little devilish smirk to him. <laughs> That's exactly. That him. would be him. He, he certainly made some choices that took us down some different paths. But he said, at the end of the day, you always knew how much I loved you. Yep. He says, that's why I have no regrets. So what your dad is doing, which is very incredible of him, is not only giving you these messages of peace and comfort of that you made the right choices and decisions, but now taking responsibility for certain choices where he says, you know what, you're right. I see how I could have made different choices. He says, but I have no regrets because you always knew how much I loved you. That's true. He says, I want you to know that I wanted to also take, was there a time where you maybe didn't see your dad as much or you didn't speak? Yeah, we had some trouble. Okay. Probably, well, when my parents separated until mm -hmm. I was probably about 18 or 19, our relationship wasn't very good. He says, I'm taking responsibility for that. I see through your eyes on being on the other side on how if I did things differently or even would have been more mature about it, how's that? Yeah, that makes sense. He says, for that, I am sorry. He says, but I want you to know that I've always loved you even during those times. And I am sorry that I kept you at safe distance or pushed you away, but I want to take responsibility for that. I do not want you to feel and to look back and say, oh my God, I should have, well, hypothetical this, reached out to my dad more or made sure that we had this connection or I should have tried to, he said, Teresa, that was not up to her. That was up to me. I should have been more mature. I was the dad and I should have made more of that effort. He says, but 
I'm not justifying my actions. He says, but we were all going through our own thing. He said, and I needed to do my thing to get my <laughs> shit together. That makes sense. Yeah. I just said to him, I said, did you just make me curse on the podcast? He goes, yeah. He goes, you can. They're not going to bleep you. It's not, it's not TV. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what he was saying. He's going to justify any bad thing. Like, you could do anything wrong, yeah. and, he, and he's going to justify it. You know, like, yeah. he's like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like him. <laughs> but this is what I love the smile and the laughter in your voice, and to see that. And in moments before, you were crying, right? Yeah. <laughs> This is the moments in someone's reading that I just love, that their spirit is able to do that. So my parents got separated when I was 12. And because of the set of circumstances, we weren't necessarily getting along. Plus, I was becoming a teenager. And all teenagers think they know everything. So I gave them a really, really hard time for a lot of years. <laughs> and there'd be times where I wouldn't respond to his phone calls and, and things like that. Um, so we didn't talk a lot for a certain amount of years, mostly in my, my teenage years, um, until I had matured a little bit enough to know that, you know, everybody's allowed to make their own decisions and make their own way in life so we didn't really start getting getting along until I was probably like 19 20 kind of and then we our relationship from there actually became what what it was um you know leading up into his his passing so yeah I'm really glad that we were able to reconcile um because he he did mean a lot to me in my life and he helped me through quite a bit things that I encountered. So it's not like he ever said, you know what, I'm really sorry about the way that happened. You know, that wasn't your fault and, you know, that was on me kind of thing. So that's a, you know, even though I had made peace with that to a certain extent, you know, as you get older, um, yeah, it meant it meant the world to me that he would make sure that I, you know, that I knew that and, and said something about it again. Now, was there a moment where you thought you saw your father or you saw or felt his soul? Yes. Know that that was real. Know that it wasn't your imagination. It's not wishful thinking. You're not crazy. Know that that was him. I saw a man walking in the mall not too long after he passed and he walked just like my dad. And he looked a little bit like him and I was I followed him. <laughs> He goes, yeah, followed me. He goes, she was like a stalker, Teresa. He goes, it was at least one or two stores. And then as she got closer, the guy looked nothing like me. <laughs> I don't know how spirits able to do that, but for like that split second, they're able to show themselves through someone else to get our attention. So know that that was him. Now, okay. did your dad, was there something about his shoes or was it the way that he walked or did he have really big feet? I, he keeps showing me just shoes. He had a really hard time finding <gasps> shoes because the rheumatoid arthritis, it really oh. made his feet like they weren't the regular feet shape anymore at the end. He couldn't get anything. So he had to buy really big shoes oh. to put his feet in because his feet were always hurting. Yeah. Oh, so my badly. God. Because he just kept showing me these big shoes. 
And I'm like, what is that? Like, yeah. (laughs) They were big. (laughs) There was a time that he referred to, I I would tease him about his favorite slippers, but they were the only things that he was comfortable with. But he would, he referred to them once as his Ronald McDonald shoes. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't know that. (laughs) So, (laughs) So another validation of not that disability and or ailment. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Oh, he said, he goes, it's amazing. He goes, my clothes fit now on the other side. So I don't know if he got like um, really thin. Yeah. Um, he's like, this is amazing. So it's almost like he wants to reassure you in every single yeah. aspect that he is not like, if, if you say, oh my God, dad was so thin or he, he had lost so much weight. And, or maybe you were just thinking that, oh yeah, his shoes were big, but so also his clothes, they, they were tremendous because yeah. he lost so much weight. No, yeah. don't remember me in that way. Do you have a okay. picture of you guys out, like, or the three of you? Yeah. He just showed me this amazing picture of the three of you. We have a picture the last time that we took him out for brunch, and there was, but there was four of us. Oh, um, oh, but but it was you, Paul, and yeah. your dad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was outside of the restaurant that we went to, and he wasn't feeling well at that point already. Yeah, we took him out for a Father's Day brunch. But the smile on his face in that picture, <laughs> right? Because he, he, he was doing it because he knew that we wanted to do it for him. So he knew it was important for us to mm-hmm. do that for him. And it was like his favorite restaurant. Yeah. But like to say, place. he wasn't feeling well at all. But he was able yeah. to put all that aside and... And, you know, however the experience was for him that came through in the picture, for sure. You, you look at that picture and he goes, Teresa, <laughs> I don't look sick, right? Look at this picture. I don't look sick, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, that was probably the last picture of the three of us together. Yeah. Yeah. So he says, this is what I want you to read. Whenever you're having a hard day or a hard time, I want you to remember that picture. Of remembering how, what an amazing day that was and how you can get through anything. I wasn't feeling that great that day and I powered through and had one of the best days. Yeah. Yeah. He would, even when he was sick and he had lost, he wasn't a very big man to begin with. So when he started losing weight, it really took a, a huge toll on him. But he would still, he still went out and got his own groceries and took care of everything for himself he didn't accept help really until the very very end and even then he was very independent he said because it kind of normalized my illness he says some way you know that if i could do all of these things that it'll be fine i'll be fine i'll be okay yeah yeah that sounds great yeah. Your dad just showed me, because uh, I said to him, I go, well, what else do you want to say? He goes, just even though it was the saddest moment, he said, I want them to know that I heard them say goodbye. Cool. Because I can actually feel and hear him whispering in my ear. And I, and I keep hearing, it's okay. I love you. We're going to miss you. And, you know, for me, when spirit does that, it kind of strikes a chord because I 
didn't do that with my loved ones that passed away. I didn't have that opportunity to sit with their physical body and say goodbye on my own or, you know, have those moments. So I find that incredibly amazing and special for your dad to acknowledge that and to know how you sat with him and still held his hand, still rubbed his arm, his face, and spoke to him. Yeah, I told him quite a few things. Yep just before and also told him it was okay to go but yeah he waited until I had left to do that and I love how your dad kind of came around with that even like with the restaurant it was almost like you know people say it all the time don't remember me sick but I think this is the first time in all these years that I'm doing this where a soul had made me feel like no I'm going to show you why I don't want you to remember me in that way Mm. And, and, and your dad just did it again. It's like, here we have this brunch picture. And now at the end, like, I didn't want you to see me like that. I, even though it was the hardest thing that you had to do was me dying. But that moment that we had and that he says, I treasure those moments. And I treasure that moment. And I wouldn't trade that for anything, even though it was the probably one of the worst days of your life. Yeah, it was really hard. He looked really sick and it was really tough. Right. And over and over and over throughout your entire session, that's all they kept referring to was, look how good I look. I am healed. I am not like that. Please don't remember me that way. Remember me this way. Remember me that way. Right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One final thing he says that was me in the dream. Did you have the dream? <laughs> yeah. The night that he passed, I felt his fingers on my face. And that's the last time I had any dream. Look, I, I share this with you, not to talk about myself, but so you know, I don't have those experiences with my loved ones. I don't connect with them in that way. So knowing that you had that, knowing that you felt that you knew that just by knowing from his hands that that was him. Yeah. Know that that was real and that was him. Did you give jewelry to anyone? Do you have his jewelry? So I don't know, like if you gave, uh, I don't know if it was a ring or a watch or you gave. Well, I have a necklace with his ashes in it. Oh, okay. But you just mentioned a watch. Yeah. So that's dad's watch. That, Paul, you're wearing dad's watch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your father just said to me, see, I still had one in me, Teresa. Because <laughs> I kept saying to him, is there anything else you want to say? He goes, no, I'm good. And he goes, all right, one more thing, one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> so validating, supporting the decision of Paul having the watch. But I, 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 this is your dad. As I said, that he goes, no, no, no. He goes, he knew I wanted him to have that watch, Teresa. <laughs> 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 
and you discussed because I said to him, I go, oh, you didn't, you told me he was cremated. So that's why I didn't then go into the crema- cremation part. But, right. and, and I said, oh, I go, you could have showed me my symbol for, you know, that she was wearing your cremains. He goes, we talked about this already, Teresa, before I died. So there must have been something where he made reference to. He didn't want to talk about the details of what was going to happen after. Mm-hmm. So the best he could tell me, <laughs> which how he wanted things to happen was he told me he didn't want to be buried under the ground. <laughs> and that's how I was supposed to figure out where to go with that. <laughs> so that was his validation. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I'm also, if you tell me something, I'm not going to spirit really can't really talk about it too much, you know? Um, so now he's arguing with me that that's not fair, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I just wanted him to validate that. He says, oh, we spoke about it. She knew. So she knows that I support how she chose to lay me to rest. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul got the watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, the, the, your dad is still his, as sick as he was in the end, the way that his soul was so vibrant and so, full of life is the best way I can describe it, um, is why I love to do what I do. And I want to thank the both of you for coming on Hey Spirit, for allowing me to share my gift with you, but most importantly, for uh, trusting me with the soul of your dad. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you so much, Teresa. Thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you. So last weekend, we put away his old car, his old Corvette. So that was uh, his pride and joy. We were putting it away for the winter into storage. And I was, he was very particular about this car. I mean, pretty much OCD particular about everything about this car. And so it's, um, it's my honor, but it's also a, a little bit of a weight to keep, to honor him through this car and taking care of it properly. But anyway, so I was backing the car into the storage <laughs> facility and i swear to god it sounded like somebody said hey watch it <laughs> because I, I had to back it into a, a corner and, and it was very close to this post and that would totally be you would be concerned that i wasn't going to scratch this cover right i probably would not have been in tune to that or maybe i would have i don't know be, without having a reading with Teresa. i don't know I, i'll be 100 honest you know uh, i was a skeptic I mean, I've seen the show, we've watched the show together, and, um, you know, after every episode, I, I would always be like, wow, there's just, there's no way you can stage all of that or, or know all of that. There's just no way, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Sometimes you need a personal connection to make it real for yourself if you're a skeptic. I was so excited <laughs> to have a reading with Teresa. It's unbelievable that we were able to do that during COVID, you know, you think of COVID, the pandemic, that is all these terrible things are happening, but ultimately there's other opportunities that arise because of these situations. So for us to have that opportunity was amazing. I feel so much better. I feel relief and I'm able to think more clearly um, about what I need to do now instead of being stuck. Worrying about things that you can't change that have already happened. So moving forward, I, I think I'm able to better take the next steps that are for, uh, for me and for us in life, you know, life after dad. 
right? <laughs> I just feel better equipped to deal with all the scenarios uh, that we're faced with, knowing some of the validations that were brought forth and, and knowing, knowing with, with knowing those things, I feel better equipped to deal with, with what we know now. You know, Tisha and Paul, their experience with Tisha's dad was so unique in the way that the father just wanted me to always feel hugged. Like, I literally felt at times in the reading that dad was like carrying me. And I I never had that before. And that feeling of comfort and that hug. And for Paul to be able to recognize that, I think that's the thing that I loved about them. I loved how the dad acknowledged his feet. You know, to show, you know, like that he really had such issues with his feet and like to just show me these big shoes and the the separate, you know, when spirit acknowledges things that happen after they die, especially when there's disagreements or miscommunications and they support our decisions. What a gift. What a beautiful gift her father gave them. Well, guys, there you have it. If you'd like to give me the opportunity to share my gift with you, just go to my website at TeresaCaputo.com. If you want to keep hearing these shows, please subscribe wherever you listen and be sure to write a review at Apple Podcasts so more people can find the show. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, if you're loving Hey Spirit and my new series on Lifetime, Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits, you might love my live show, Teresa Caputo Live. Check out my website at TeresaCaputo.com for tickets and to see if I'm in a city near you.